Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the podcast that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Nidell. You can find us online. It's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And today's interview is actually a fairly big one, especially if you were a child of the 90s, like I know a lot of you were. On today's show, I have the very lovely, very talented Amy Jo Johnson, who of course was Kimberly, the original Pink Power Ranger on Power Rangers. I don't know, you guys. I mean, the outfits are cool and everything, but my hair gets all tangled up inside the helmets. I don't think I can do it. Oh, no. Kimberly, no! Not! This interview actually runs a lot shorter than my previous interviews. You actually hear it in the interview itself, but she was confused and actually thought our interview was scheduled for Saturday because of the name Saturday Morning Rewind, which I completely understand. And I even make a little joke in the beginning because she was running like 10, 15 minutes late. But because she didn't know it was that day that I was calling, she already scheduled another meeting for the same time. So things are a little more rushed than usual, but it's still a really cool, really good interview. And she was so sweet and so kind. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Amy Jo. Of course, if this is your very first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Please make yourself feel comfortable. Make yourself feel at home. And if you are a child of the 90s, I think you will love a lot of the interviews I've done. I've done Jim Cummings, who was Darkwing Duck. And just last week, Cal Dodd, who was the voice of Wolverine from the 90s X-Men animated series. Amazing, amazing interview. So go check that out. But anyways, I don't want to keep you guys any longer. Here is my interview with Amy Jo Johnson. So you're trying to stand me up, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, and you know what? I, I, the, the name of your show got me confused. I thought the uh, interview was on Saturday. <laughs> you know, I can, I can, <laughs> I I like, can wait, see that. Happening? Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I can definitely see that. That's the first time I've heard that. That's funny. <laughs> so is it, are anyway. you call, you're calling from Toronto right now, right? Yep. Is, yep. It, is it as cold there as it is here in Montana? No, it's actually rainy today. It's what? not very cold today. Oh, I'm moving there tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of rainy. That's all right. It's it's it's, it's negative five today, and it was like negative twenty something last week here. So I'll I'll, oh, I'll take the rain. Yeah, yeah. Right now, me too, actually. So I know that Kimberly, the the Pink Ranger, was your first ever role. What I mean, you guys probably had no idea the impact and how big the show was going to be at the time. You probably looked at the scripts like, ah, oh, this is probably going to run maybe a year, maybe two, but now it's like 20-something years strong. What did you guys think? I when know, you, it's crazy. When you took the role, what did you guys think? Oh, we had no idea. I mean, it was non-union. It was called Dino Rangers, and it was just my first job, and it was like, you know, a kid's show, and, and no idea, no idea that it would blow up the way it did uh, basically a year later when it was um, – because we, we shot the pilot in September, and then the following year is when it aired that September. And mm -hmm. so that whole year we were shooting episodes, no idea that in September it was going to be this like 
huge kid show. Like it, was, it was a little, yeah, really, it was a little nuts. Yeah. Nobody, I don't think anybody, ex- I don't even think Heim Saban, no. maybe Heim Saban, maybe he kind of knew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on on paper, okay, I, I've been catching up with it lately because it's been so many years since I've seen it. And on paper, you would not think it works. But I was watching it the other night. It's like, you know what? I can see why this worked. To me, I was a little bit older than the, the target audience when it first came out. But to me, it mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of like the 1960s Adam West Batman which I loved. Yeah, it was very, you know, it was, uh, was kitschy the right word? I don't know. Like, it, there's, you know, you could almost see the strings hanging from the monster. <laughs> yes. It was very, yeah, it was, it was, and you know, and I think when they went and tried to do the big movie and they took away all the strings and tried to make it all slick and flashy, uh-huh. and the movie, I don't think, did so well. <clears throat> the first movie. No, I don't think. the TV show, because it was just different than what the kids were used to watching on the TV show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I wonder I, how the new movie will do. That's what that's I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking too. Because I watched the trailer. It's like that's not Power Rangers. I can see it no, kind of in there, it's but it's totally not. It's a different. It's a different movie, but yeah. it looks good. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. I'm. I'm actually kind of excited for it. So we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Were you a little bit overwhelmed at all being your first gig and being so popular? Yeah. Yeah. It actually scared the hell out of me. I. I it really frightened me. Um, in September, we did um, these Universal Amphitheater shows, and we come pulling up in a bus, all of us on the bus, and um, it was so packed that they had to do three shows or four shows in one day, wow. and it was like a 7,000-seat theater. It was insane, and we did these live shows that day, and I went home, and I had these crazy nightmares because... I was so overwhelmed. I didn't like necessarily the feeling of all these people knowing me and I don't yeah, know them. Exactly. Because here you are just a year before, just a 20 something year old, you know, woman, yeah. nobody knew. And then here you're just in front of everybody. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very, it was, it did, it frightened me for sure. <laughs> at one, at you one... know, and it actually made it in my head at an early age, as earlier in my career of, like, how much do I really want this? Yeah. Like, it was it was quite, um, you know, the whole fame thing still sort of freaks me out. It's 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 a weird, unnatural sort of existence, right? It's Is that weird. partly why you wanted to move to Toronto? Did it get a little bit away from Hollywood vibe? I think so. I moved to Montreal in 2005. Um, I thought I was quitting acting, but then I got Flashpoint, and I did Flashpoint mm-hmm. for... Um, five seasons and then now I've transitioned into filmmaking which I really truly love and I think because I'm behind the camera it's it's much more fitting for me with what we're talking about too like I don't have to it's not so vulnerable and I get to play more and I get to be more creative and I just I love it yeah exactly when you went into audition for Kimberly what was that audition like did they tell you at all what they wanted did you just give what you thought they wanted maybe well, I was a gymnast, so I, I think um, I really, I got the part because I was a gymnast. Sorry. Uh, hold on. Someone's at my door. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll run upstairs. Hang on one second. No problem. Hi. How are you? Hey, I'm just going to run upstairs and finish this phone call. But you go upstairs and make yourself comfortable. And I have a new kitty up there. I just got a new cat. Exciting. I know. So anyway, um, uh, what were we saying? Um, the audition. Oh yeah. And then that's where I met David Yost and Austin, who was Jason at the time. And 
Um, all the all the other rangers. We were all paired off together, right on the, on the first from the first audition. Wow, that's so, yeah, yeah, that's quite unique. That's... I think there was like eight groups or something like that. They were, and our group won. Huh. Wow, it's, it's like a little reality show <laughs> yeah. art there. Yeah, it could have been. It totally could have been. <laughs> it really could have you know. been. Yeah, it was. Here's a, our own little reality here's thing. a two-parter. Um, what was the hardest part about being on Power Rangers, and what was the most reward, rewarding part about being on the show? The fact that it was non-union, I think there were more than a handful of times where I was actually a little frightened for my safety. Really? I felt like, um, yeah, I think some of the stunts and some of the some of the things that we were doing wasn't probably as safe as it yeah. the standards are now that it has to be. I did hear um, that you got caught on fire, is that right? Oh my god. Yeah, me and me and David Yost are time machine or switching trading places machine caught on fire while we're in it. Um and then oh there was a couple other things. Hanging over a volcano. Oh one time when we were swimming in a some sort of pool for something, a light fell in and it wasn't even like a like a, a light that's like waterproof. Like, it was wow. Um, so, <laughs> so there's that. But then looking back, the, I think the friendships I've made, David Yost is one of my, I feel like he's family now mm-hmm. in JDF. And just the friendships I made at, at that time that are still in my life now probably is what I take away as the, the best part of the show mm-hmm. for me. Nice, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. this, this next question comes from a fan of both yours and a listener of my show, David. He wanted to know why you were the only one with a skirt. How come the Yellow Ranger didn't have a skirt on the show? Oh, I think because in when it because you know it's Japanese footage mm-hmm. that that character was a guy in the Japanese show. No way, seriously. Yeah, I think so. Wow, I'm gonna watch the show in a whole new light now. That's crazy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so. Since your time as a Power Ranger, you have now stepped behind the camera to direct, and now you have an upcoming movie coming out this year called The Space Between. Tell me a little bit about that movie. Okay, so The Space Between is my first feature film. Um, We raised all the money on Indiegogo, Um, so I had a lot of support from Power Ranger fans, actually. Um, That really, really helped me make my first feature film. And we're going to be doing sort of a grassroots theatrical comic-con tours through mm-hmm. the spring and i'm going to start announcing those dates soon um in the states i think i'm going to do eight shows and then screen the film on the saturday night for like 200 people like you know 10 bucks a ticket to get in or whatever and um and be there with everybody to watch it oh perfect and yeah it's gonna be really fun and it's a heartfelt comedy it's a road trip movie and um i'm really proud of it and I can't wait to share it with everybody. I watched some of the clips last night online, and it looks so good. Um, Michael Cram, is that his name, the lead? He, he, was, he was amazing in the clip I saw. It was so fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what you saw. I haven't put the trailer out yet. You might have saw the teaser. I think it was the teaser, yeah. Blanks. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, that's sort of a teaser that I had created before we even did the Indiegogo. So the, we're going to release the trailer in the next couple months. But yeah, Michael Cram's in it. A lot of, a couple other people from the Flashpoint show I was on. Okay. Um, David Paco's in it. And then also Christian Brune, who's on um, 
Orphan Black is in it, and then Jane Eastwood, who's like a Canadian icon. She's an amazing actress. Uh And Michael Ironside is is in it as well. It's a really good cast, and the movie's really fun, and yeah. Nice. And of course, you're in it. The Space Beats, yeah, and I'm in it too, and I directed it. But it's um, if anybody wants more information, it's thespacebetweenfeaturefilm.com. And then as we start creating screening dates, I'm going to be putting those dates online and then also on my Facebook. Oh, amazing. A to the double J. Amazing, yeah. Amy. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Amy. Yeah, thank you. I'm so sorry to <laughs> rush you off. Oh, no, this is, this is great. <laughs> yeah, this I'm is like great. Overwhelmed right now. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for your time, and I can't wait to see the movie. Awesome, thank you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.